Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and thank you so much for joining me. Now today, we're going to talk about a fantastic concert taking place in Sydney, Australia uh, called Gary Moore Remembered. Great tribute to the late and great rock blues guitarist from Ireland. We're going to talk to Michael Katsilis, who is uh, a fantastic guitar player and also uh, the host of this show, which features some of the um, some of the greatest guitar players working in Australia right now, including uh, Chris Kamsalis and Peter Northcott, who also join us to share their thoughts on Gary Moore's playing and their involvement in this gig. Now, before we get to all that, I need to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by the Michael Dolce Masterclass Tour 2016. We've, uh, we've been working with Michael on uh, promoting this tour, and here's a few words from Michael himself. Hi guys, this is Michael Dolce inviting you to my 2016 Funk Fusion Masterclass Tour. To give you a brief rundown of what the night consists of, we get 10 players in a room in a really relaxed atmosphere, nothing too intimidating. We cover soloing over the one-chord vamp, I will be sharing all my concepts that have worked for me over the years and I still use to this very day. The idea is to show you guys these ideas and apply them to your own voice. If you feel that you know how to play a pentatonic scale and a major scale, that's all you really need. Um, if you're interested in attending the class, you can book through my website at www.michaeldolchimusic.com. So I look forward to chatting with you all and hopefully catch you at my next masterclass. Cheers for now, guys. All right, Michael's dates for the classes over October, November are Sydney, 4th of October, Brisbane, 5th of October, Canberra, 18th of October, Dubbo, the 25th and 26th, and uh, other centres with dates to be confirmed are Geelong, Adelaide, Newcastle, Wollongong, Orange, Lithgow and Perth. So if you are interested in any of those uh, venues, as Michael said, drop him a line through michaeldolchimusic.com. Also, there'll be updates on the Michael Dolce Music um, Facebook page with all the latest dates. Now, to help promote uh, this run of shows, Michael's put together an amazing promo giveaway that we're helping uh, promote as well. And he's given away some fantastic prizes. Check this out. Uh, there's a Masterclass ticket, an Evil Angel Trinity pickup, Mission Rewa pedal, box of GHS strings, a Charles Cilia Guitars guitar strap, uh, Michael's own Legato lesson package, Everything Till Now, that's his solo album, which is really fantastic, and even some Michael Dolce picks. So to get amongst that, and you really should, um, look up the Guitar Speak podcast Facebook page. We've got a link with all the details there, and also Michael Dolce Music on Facebook, as well as the best spot to get the latest info on the competition. Uh, just note, that is for Australian residents only. I know we've got people listening to us around the world. Sorry about that. But you can always move here for the competition. Hey, speaking about Australia, we have got some of Australia's finest guitarists uh, combining for the concert Gary Moore remembered on October the 6th at the Factory Theatre in Sydney. Um, check this list out of, of players who are going to be there. Kevin Borich, Phil Emanuel, Mal Eastick, Randall Waller, Dave Leslie, Chris Gonzalez, Steve Edmonds, Peter Northcott and Michael Katselos. We caught up with Michael, who's hosting the show and, and organising it, to uh, find out more about this amazing sounding gig. Michael Katselos, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thank you very much. So uh, glad to 
glad to be here and uh, thanks for having me. Mate, our pleasure, our pleasure. So you're um, you're putting together the Gary Moore Remembered Tribute coming up in uh, on October the sixth. Um, oh yeah, correct. Cool. When um, I definitely want to talk about that that concert. It looks amazing. Um, but when did you first hear Gary Moore as a guitar player? Oh, that would be back in uh, the mid eighties. I was just a, a teenager, just getting started on the instrument, and uh, Gary sort of appeared on on a TV show one day. It was just an actual video clip of him. It was a song called Out in the Fields, him with Phil Lynott from Thin Lizzy. And I knew Phil from Thin Lizzy fame, but I didn't know who this guitar player guy was. Oh, okay, yep. And, uh, yeah, I just saw that and basically went down to my local record store a couple of days later trying to track down uh, who this guy is. And he yeah, took it from there, bought an album and uh, went back because he had a few albums out previously. Mm-hmm. But uh, he wasn't too well known in Australia at that, at that time. His stuff was a little bit hard to come by, but I uh, ended up ordering stuff in and, uh, yeah, just become a fan ever since and uh, just followed his career right up until up until today. Wow, fantastic. So, yeah, mid-'80s, that's sort of his, um, I guess, more his heavy rock sort of, you know, metal kind of era, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, that, that sort of chunk of from about, say, 80, probably 82 through to 89 was his... Uh, the arena rock and sort of shred fest, um, mm-hmm. as well as ballads and so forth. But uh, I had no idea of his blues influence. I didn't have any idea of his connection with Thin Lizzy and even his earlier bands like Colosseum 2, which was a sort of an instrumental type uh, uh, fusion band. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea. You go back and discover that stuff later when you sort of dig deeper into uh, your favourite your favorite artist. So I just liked the songs that were out at the time and just that 80s sort of hard rock. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. So that's what sort of led me to it. And there was an era too where um, that sort of stuff was uh, right at the forefront. A lot of those bands were coming out with guitar hero type stuff. It was like a real, uh, a real uh, yeah, purple patch for, for that style of guitar. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon that was probably about the same time I, I sort of caught on to Gary Moore as well. We, we're probably about the same age, Michael, I suspect then, because I was a teenager in the mid-80s as well. And um, yeah, and it's true what you say. So I... I, I I probably had a similar journey to you, so heard his metal stuff, then the blues, and then eventually realised he was in Thin Lizzy and, and Coliseum 2. And like you yep. say, really interesting, hey, because Coliseum 2, yeah, very fusion rock sort of thing, then he moved into metal, then a, then a blues thing, and he seemed to be res- really respected in each of those um, kind of genres that he pursued. Well, that's right. That's why even like, with, Thin, with Thin Lizzy, they kept getting him back. Because I mean, he did. I think he just did one album, the Black Rose album, and uh, that's right. So I'm yeah. quite sure he did two or three tours, and uh, I mean, he bailed on one, and then yeah, I mean, he was just the go-to guy at that, at that point. So, uh, and then he had an album called G Force, which was uh, some of the best sort of AOR rock sort of songs I've heard. Really catchy stuff. I don't know if anyone's ever heard those uh, those songs, but it's an album that's worth checking out. It is quite expensive. I've been looking for it on CD on eBay, and it's up around. You know, $100, $150 is quite oh, nice. rare. So wow. I'd say this one little backyard company's probably got the rights to it and put it out. Uh-huh. Probably press 50, 50 copies <laughs> and uh, that's it. So it's quite rare. But I do have it on cassette. So, uh, yeah, cool. I'll still go back to it if I want to. Very cool. That's awesome. So what when when you listen to him, Michael, what did you hear in his playing that kind of drew uh, well, to him? Yeah, well, when I heard that Out in the Field song, because um, it's got that listening solo in it, um, Right around that time, a home video came out called Emerald Isles, which um, basically just went through his uh, career. And I don't know if you've seen that video, but there was a guy kind of interviewing him. He's walking around town showing where he's from, his roots. And, oh, okay. and he was just a, just a street guy that um, 
that it was you know at that, that time when all those bands were coming out, they all started wearing the makeup. And uh, I mean, I'm a big Kiss fan, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, your Motley Crue, Rat, and all their big hair. And I think Harry just wore jeans, man, and you know, and <laughs> and it's just like a real yeah, it's just just his roots were just so um, just so genuine, and uh, you know, taught himself how to play and. Just that story that's attached to that to that video, and then he kind of kind of obviously goes through where he goes back home for the first time in so many years and plays a few shows there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was just just the rawness of it. There was just, there was no no smoke and mirrors, so yeah. to speak. So it was just uh, what you saw is what you got, you know. But, uh, just yeah, you know, came out in the music. It was like his like his style because he, like I said, he could shred, and then he could just play one or two notes that were just like. Even as special as the fast ones, mm-hmm. that's kind of unique in a player. Yeah, cool. So, has any of that stuff um, influenced your own playing? Do you think? Oh yeah, yeah, all the time. Um, I was, I mean, I've been playing guitar now for well, probably thirty-three years, something like that. I started when I was eleven, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just, I mean, I'd sit down and learn riffs of all my sort of you know favorite players, but I'd never sort of try and copy them to the point where that's going to become my own style. So. There's always little snippets of stuff, and even especially now, when once you started into the blues stuff, um, every now and then I listen back to thing for stuff. I think, oh, something probably going would have done, but it's just little snippets, you know. And there's, there's there's lots of different styles in my playing from a lot of different players from way back. I mean, I listen to everyone, so I'm a fan of you know anyone from Mark Knopfler to Ingo um, Malmsteen, you know, it's just Tommy Manuel, whatever. So yeah, cool. it, it, it rubs off, but uh, it's not wasn't intentional, but it you know it has to, I guess. So if you listen to someone. You know, for an extended period of time over a lot of years and, uh, you know, it's going to have to rub off somewhere, yeah. little bits and pieces anyway. For sure, for mm. sure. So when did the idea for a tribute concert come to you? Well, I started my, um, I started a new venture to a touring company called Stormfront Touring and I started looking, I had experience in the in the promoting and the touring game back in the, uh, the mid-2000s. I had another company which I, I, um, uh, Brought Poto out here for a couple of shows. Oh wow! Uh, actually, actually, two tours, uh, two shows. The first tour, five five shows. The second tour. Wow. Uh, band called Fozzy uh, ESP, which is Eric Singer project, which was Eric Singer from Kiss oh, and Bruce Kelly from Kiss, John Karabi. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and um, I really liked it. I mean, it, it's just something I um, you kind of fade off in the distance for a while because I mean, financially, it can be quite. Well, that's pretty much what it comes down to in the end. It's it, it's all money and dollars. You know, sure. to, to bring these acts out and. And uh, yeah, had a few other guys come in doing an escape plan and Halloween community with those bands. Mm-hmm. And then I got out of it for for a few years, uh, family commitments, and uh, I just got really busy with music. It's just, I mean, yeah, it was just circumstances that sort of prevailed that I got out of it. And then mm-hmm. I just got the bug again and uh, wanted to do it full time. So I started the company, started negotiating again with a couple of other overseas acts, but um, yeah, it kind of falls flat because you know, once again it comes down to dollars and cents. Yeah, sure. And and scheduling and there's so many things. I mean, a lot of these tours I don't know if people realise they they're planned a year ahead. Yeah. Even longer. Yeah, it's not man. something like, Oh, we're just gonna go here and you know, this it's just a lot of planning. And that's just for the small bands, even just playing gigs like at the Metro or yeah. so I know bands like Iron Maiden they they, they plan a couple of years ahead. Yeah. Wow. Some, it's remarkable. But then I thought, you know, we got we got an awesome amount of talent, um, here in Australia, so why reach overseas? It eliminates a lot of the costs because of um, you know with, with tax and and um, purposes and you know, flights and oh, visas yeah, and all this all these hidden costs that people don't realise they go into just to uh, just to bring a four or five piece band, and then plus you bring out another five people because they want crew and yeah, it just gets um, yeah, huge, just, yeah. the costs escalate. So I thought let's just keep it local. Yeah, brilliant. And 
I thought it just basically just light bulb popped in my head. Um, I did see actually I did see a tribute. It was a Jimi Hendrix one that was done a couple of years ago. Yeah, and yeah. A clap a Clapton one, and yeah. um, I kind of watched some YouTube footage and so forth. And I thought, yeah, that'd be a really cool thing to do. And just started racking my brain who I could uh, pay tribute to. And I thought, why not just for my for me? Why not uh, pick, you know my favourite, which is Gary Moore, and um, he passed away, and no one had really done anything in this country to. Uh, to pay tribute to him, and uh, yeah, just uh, had a little bit of a short list of people and sketched it out. It took a couple of months for me to actually, you know, push myself to the point where I can start making calls because once you start doing that, then the ball's rolling and you're in, then so mm-hmm. yeah. there's no turning back. And yeah, that, that's how, how it came about. Excellent, man! You've got some fantastic Australian guitar players. Um, can we go through through the list of guys you you were able to pull together? Yeah, definitely. Um, you want me to start, or yeah, sure, yeah. Off? yeah. Well, Dave, Dave Leslie, I, I I know personally from uh, we have an amp endorsement with Mi Audio, which are based in Sydney, yeah. And I bumped into Dave um, a couple of times at the warehouse, and and when he plays, well, Baby Animals usually down here, maybe once, twice a year. Yeah, or, yeah. And well, I'm playing some of the uh, gigs either at Waves and Taraji, and I usually hang around and. I'll give him a call around soundcheck. We we kind of you know we're not best mates or anything like that, but we, we know each other and yeah. uh, and so he was the guy I called first. I was like, I'll give him a, give Dave a ring and, and, and see what he thinks. And he was like, Yeah, man, I'm in. That sounds great. <laughs> you ready? Any any guys? Can I put my hand up for? I won't give the tunes away, but yeah, yeah, that's cool. check. I think he's already done that on Facebook anyway. But oh, okay. um, he goes, I want, I want to do this and that. And I went, All right, all right. Okay. He called, kind of caught me off guard. And so, I didn't expect <laughs> such a, you know. Uh, a, a quick answer and so Dave was like yeah man just let me know when it all comes together and, I, and I'm in and uh, after that I um, was lucky enough that within the space of around three weeks I had Kevin Borich Peter Northcote and Steve Edmonds play in Wollongong oh okay or, or thereabouts so I literally just went in front of them um, just yeah just hi this is what I do this is what I'm looking to put them together and I was just super keen yep here's my details brilliant um, and Chris Camzellas, I've known for, for many years uh, through, we did a competition together called um, the Rebel Your Guitar Challenge, which went from 1990 to 92. So I think yeah, it was three yeah. years that ran. Yep. Yeah, it was sponsored by Ibanez and Rebel Yell Bourbon and, and um, yeah, Hotlix and a couple of other um, companies. So Chris and I were in that yep. and uh, did quite well. And I always bump into him at gigs. There's always a guitar gig at the M Mall or somewhere like that. So Triano Ingrid, he's there. We bump into each other and have a chat. And yeah, awesome. So, and, I, and I, you know, I've got a high regard for him in, in, in the way that he's done really well, and he's playing, um, you know, millions of gigs and big shows with all the, with the best artists. And uh, I thought Chris would be great. Plus, I just like his guitar playing. I think yeah, he's really fantastic. He's and and cool. I could see him doing. Yeah, because I wanted to cover. Um, but that's another episode with um, you know, trying to cover the era of a Gary Moore songs without leaving out any particular tunes and sure. not making it like a six-hour show. So yeah. um, I knew Chris would suit either way, the rock style or the blues style. So it turns out he's doing one song of each. So, okay, um, cool. Yeah, and who have I left out? Uh, uh, well, Randall, Randall, was rec- Randall Waller was reckoned. I knew Randall from, obviously, I actually met Randall. He was in one of the house bands for the Real World Guitar Challenge many years ago. He was. I remember that well, actually. I was in that as well. Um, where, where did oh, you really? play? Yeah, I, I was at um, Pennant Hills at um, whatever it was called then. Patrick's. Well, I played down here at Wollongong. I did the Shalabal Workers uh, Heat. Oh, yeah. And I, I, won, I won that. And oh, I brilliant. Went through and, then, and then the uh, semi-final was at, I think the place was called The Venue in uh, 
uh, Pittwater Road up in Manly there. Oh, okay. DY, sorry, cool. DY. And got, I think it was 20 guitarists in the top 10 or 12 went through. Awesome. So in that particular order, and I got through that, and then we did the uh, grand final at Salinas. Great, man. That's and, cool. And, um, yeah, there was a, each, because I, I went in, the first year I went in, I didn't get past your workers. I mean, I was only 17. I told mm-hmm. them I was 18, but I was only 17. Yeah. It was just good, good to be able to play a, a big sort of, Big venue through a big PA as a seven-year-old kid. That's Instead of cool, a little man. practice amp at home. Yeah, unreal, man. So Randall was in the house, man. I think they were called Six String Salute. And um, yeah, they oh, were yeah un- that's right. They were unbelievable. Dave Holmes was like, I think, the MD, who's just a brilliant player. And Randall up front playing and singing, yeah. So yeah, so you yeah. got on to Randall? Cool. Um, yeah, and Mal Eastick. Mal, I'm just, I just come across him. I just thought, well, why don't you start mentioning... Kevin Boric and those guys yeah, automatically yeah. just start popping into your head Phil Emmanuel Maliste also having a look at the guys that played on these other tributes mm-hmm. so you know it was good to have a, a couple of the guys or maybe a good chunk of the guys that uh, had done that sort of setup before because having you know eight or nine guitar players at the one show and you know you're looking at from a logistical point of view it can be could be a yeah. train wreck or it could be really good absolutely so you didn't want your guys in there that kind of green to it um, or have you know like the whole lineup thinking, okay, they're not sure how it's going to work. They get it. They understand it's two songs and, and you know, a big jam at the end. And cool. they actually actually been helping me out saying, well, these are a couple of things you might want to steer away from and uh, uh-huh. just from future, um, oh, sorry, past experiences. So they've been guiding me along the way, especially Mal. Mal's been really good. I've had some long phone conversations with him and he's given me some good pointers on what to do and what not to do. Awesome. But even to say, let me do what I want to do, but just say, just take this on board, you know? And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. thank you very much. And, uh, just structuring the set and it's just things that um, can easily go sort of pear shaped if uh, you're not prepared on the night. So, uh, and uh, yeah, and then Phil Emanuel. Phil's another one, like I said, I'm probably the greatest guitar show I've seen. I've probably been to hundreds of gigs. It was probably yeah. Phil and Tom Emanuel together. Okay, yeah. It was just one of those gigs where you just walk out going, yeah, I think I might just not bother playing anymore. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll do me. Like, it was just, it was ridiculously good where you just, you're almost laughing through the songs because it's it's that great that it's you know it's beyond uh, <laughs> beyond brilliant um so that 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 gig stayed with me for, for years and i still think about that gig every now and then it's probably one of the millions of gigs those guys have done they probably wouldn't even remember it but uh, yeah, sure. as a as a guy that was around i think i was just turned 18 18 or 19 was able to go into the clubs and watch them two play it was just astounding and i followed phil ever since so I definitely want him on there because I know he's a Gary Moore fan and I knew he would, he'd suit the songs that um, that he picked. Well, he picked the songs, but, you know, I, I did throw suggestions out there and he's, he's been really good, so I'm really looking forward. He hasn't come into rehearsal yet. He will come in actually the night before. Yeah, right. Because you know, state guys are going to come in the night before yeah, due sure. to, um, once again, it's going to cost and logistics and it's just the way it is. But they're all seasoned campaigners. They're like, yeah, mate, no worries. I'll be there. We'll knock it off and, and let's, let's make it happen. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic players. Each and every one of them. Man, that's that's unreal. Um, yeah. How, how's the house band? Who have you got? Um, I, I assume you've got like a set rhythm section for the night? Yeah, yeah. Um, the three, three-piece house band and then with two vocalists. So on drums, I've got Tony Boyd. And oh, yeah. Boydy? Yeah, he's... He's played with uh, Mal for... I think he's played with Mal for seven years. He's played with... I think he's played with all these cats for... Somewhere along the line, whether it's been a fill-in or a tour uh-huh. or an album, they've, they've all crossed paths. He's um, great. He's great. Yeah, and obviously I've got, I've got Greg on Greg Griffith on bass. Yeah. And um, I, I just met Greg. I filled in for a couple of bands in Sydney, and 
and there was actually two gigs in particular where he was a fill-in, so we're both fill-ins on the night, so we're kind of just looking at each other, having a, a grin all the way through the show, thinking, oh, and we got out of the gig great, there was no no, um, no train wrecks, and it was like, awesome. and I just got on with him. I think a lot of it's got to do with just getting on with people too. Oh, yeah, for I mean, sure. You know, obviously they can play, and, you know, and I was just, yeah, he just stuck in my mind, and after, I think it might have been a third or fourth gig, we've done three or four together mm-hmm. uh, in the last 12 months, and I know um, he was doing the blues thing, and I, I think playing actual the blues stuff, especially like even getting Tony on board as well. I mean, I think people probably don't realise it's a lot more difficult than just playing the straight ahead rock stuff, just to get yeah, the feel. Sure. And, yeah. and a lot of that stuff is, um, yeah, you might think I was talking about blues and how hard, how hard can it be, but it, 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 mm-hmm. believe me, to forget it sounding how you know authentic and as you know tight as possible, you want those guys to be able to play that stuff like sure. it's just, you know, water for ducks back and. Tony and him, and, and Tony and um, and Griffith play together before, and they're, they're they're good mates, so that that helps. There's no, I mean, we spend most rehearsals just cracking jokes, you know, and having a laugh, and you know, those two guys. Absolutely, I know yeah. there's two blokes, um, especially Griff. I've known for a long time, and they're, they're fantastic musicians, but they are so funny. Um, yeah, I said, <laughs> if you guys should be the support act, you could do some comedy routine. I'll do some stand up for half yeah, an hour. Twenty <laughs> minutes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and my keyboard player, uh, uh, Borch Todorowski, He, I've known Borch since um, well, probably two, year 2000, I think, maybe 99, 2000. Okay, yep. And um, I played with him, I don't know how many gigs, probably I've done a couple of hundred gigs with him over the years, um, and he's just a really good mate, <clears> and he's just one of those guys that he, you know, he takes his time, I mean, obviously being a great player, but you know, finding all the sounds and putting the time and effort in and just understanding what had to be done. And just pulling it all together, and like I said, we we get on well as well. And he knows he knows Greg as well. They've crossed paths as well in the oh, same cool. sort of Sydney yeah. band. So we all knew each other. And I thought, well, um, apart from Tony, who I had, hadn't met before, but um, uh, Greg introduced me to him. He said, mm-hmm. "Mate, this is the guy for it." He came came in and just smashed it. And yeah, it was cool. that good. The first rehearsal with Tony was like um, we could have probably even done the gig you know, <laughs> with a couple couple of little you know, funky moments that probably people wouldn't have picked anyway. But um, awesome. Yeah, so it's been going strong and starting to bring in the singers now. I've got two lead singers mm-hmm. um, because there's like I mean, I'm playing on the show and there's a couple other guys that just don't sing, so we need a lead vocalist. And Pete Northcote happened to recommend a couple of really good ones, so I've got Mark DeCosta in. Oh yeah, who um, he's uh, Australian Idol and a yeah, whole bunch of awesome. other things, and and Mark's he, been really good. He's one of the great rock singers in Australia, I reckon. Yeah, and another guy too came in and just. There's a really good vibe about him, and you just you feel like you, you jam with these guys for 20 minutes, half an hour, and it's like, it feels like you're in an actual band already, and you've, you've already done a bunch of shows together. There's no awesome. like, yeah, no rough edges. It's just, yeah, just smooth sailing from the get go. So now it's just a matter of tightening things up. And then um, Virginia Lilia as well, that played oh, yeah, cool. uh, pretty much with, uh, I thought, yeah, why not get a female vocalist? And the inspiration sure. for that was there's a, there's a metal band called Nightwish, and they do a version of Gary Moore's Over the Hills and Far Away. Okay. And um, it just sounds amazing. And they've got a female singer. So it's a female rock voice doing a Gary Moore song. And I remember the first time I heard it, I thought, wow, what, a, what an awesome take on that. So that came to, to mind straight away. And once I sort of sifted through the set list and worked out which songs uh, each Mark and, and Virginia would sing, I thought it was a perfect fit. And even the guys... Um, uh, she's singing with Mal and she's singing with uh, I think Dave Leslie as well mm-hmm. and cool. I can't remember what else off the top of my head so many songs in my head um, 
yeah, I thought, yeah, great fit. So I gave her a call and uh, got her to have a listen to the tunes and she loved them and uh, so she's on board as well. So Brilliant. Two singers, keyboard, bass and drums and, uh, yeah, and then bring in each individual guitarist and that'll be the setup. Great, man. Are there any of the um, guitar players singing? Like Randall's an absolute killer vocalist, for example. Yeah, we rehearsed, we rehearsed with Randall last night. He's, yeah. he's singing both his tunes. Excellent. Um, and he's doing a Thin Lizzy song. I won't mention which one, but uh, yeah. he's doing a Thin Lizzy song. Actually, I'm playing that one with him because all the Thin Lizzy stuff is from guitars, most of it. All those harmony parts. So it yeah, sounded really awesome, good last man. night. So, oh, and Chris Camzellas. Chris Camzellas is singing. Yeah. Kevin Boric is singing. Mm-hmm. And um, Steve Edmonds. Great. And Pete North, and sorry, and Pete Northcote. Yeah, okay. so it would just be, just be me, Dave, Mal, and Phil. Mm-hmm. Four guys not singing, so sure. uh, had to bring in, yeah, to bring in the lead vocalist. So uh, I actually saw Virginia sing about a month ago. Well, that time when I said that Pete Northcote came down to Woolnock, um, she was singing with him. I just thought, oh wow, like she's just got an amazing set of pipes on her, and she seemed really cool as well. All these guys, that's the thing I found. They're just. It's just a really cool vibe with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. There's no ego. There's no, like, oh, I want to do so, I want to do that. And even with the song selection, I just let them pick what songs they want to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you could ask me that question, but, yeah, the song was basically, because you've got such a you know, ridiculous catalogue. Yeah, absolutely. 20, 20, 20-odd albums to pick from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got to you get into the trouble of not leaving key songs out. Yeah. Um, which is kind of why I'm on the gig, because, um, obviously, because I'm putting it on, and I'd love to play with these guys, but... There were songs that weren't picked that had to be played. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't want to sort of force guys to play songs they weren't comfortable with. And sure. I just kind of let everyone pick their tunes. And then, you know, I got a message or an email or, or a call off a particular guy that said, oh, I'm doing this song. I bet all the other guys know pretty much straight off the bat that song's been taken. It's off the list. So <laughs> if you haven't, cho- you haven't chosen your songs yet, skip it. Yeah. Yeah. So that worked, that worked out really good, and it just got down to about maybe three songs that I thought definitely needed to be played, and mm-hmm. so I'm taking I'm taking those on board. So great, man! It's going to it's going to be a good set list all the way from Sing Lizzie right up to, to well, probably mid two thousands covering Fantastic. everything. So yeah, awesome, man! So this is on. Um, can you give us the date and the venue? The venue is the Factory Theatre, Victoria yeah. Road in Marrickville. Mm-hmm. Um, great little venue. Um, it's on October 6th. It's a Thursday night. Um, initially, like I said, try to get it over a weekend, but these guys are so busy. It's their bread and butter, and it's hard to get you know eight sure. players, or even myself, nine players nailed down. And yep. actually, the main reason I did it on the Thursday night is because a lot of musos want to come and see this show, yeah, and they're yeah. working on Friday, Saturday. So the first thing they do, when anything goes on sale, oh, guess what's coming to town? The first thing they do, and I do the same, what yep. night of the week's it on? Yeah. And if you say, oh, it's a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, well, you think, oh, great, I'd most likely be able to go to that. Yeah. Um, as soon as you mention Friday, Saturday, it's like, okay, I'll check my diary. No, sorry, I'm booked it. Yeah, and it becomes, becomes a drama. So it's to help. Because, I mean, Gary's a kind of a, he's not a bigger household name as, say, a, you know, Eric Clapton or, a, um, you know, Jimi Hendrix. But uh, Musos, I think, uh, meaning guitar players, um, he's the type of guy that, that they know. And I feel that, or I felt that um, he probably have a lot of guys not being able to go because they've got gigs on weekends so I've made it a Thursday night so I had a couple of comments on Facebook oh it's a school night and think okay so you have one late <laughs> night and go to school tired I've got my life <laughs> exactly it's actually school holidays sleep. in New South Wales too for any, oh, any people go. if it's literally oh, a school night for anyone oh that works out good no, I, I, should, I don't comment back on that stuff it's you know yeah. you, get, you get two negative three or four negative comments out of a hundred so yeah. I mean yeah, each to their own. 
So, fair sure. enough, everyone's entitled to their opinion. So, yeah, but yeah. hopefully we get a few there. The ticket sales are going well. Yeah, great. Um, um, it's not sold out, but it's uh, there's still yeah, there's still tickets uh, available. So I think there might be, geez, I don't know how many tickets exactly, but uh, I get updates every couple of days. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, it's starting to, starting to wind down. But if people want to get tickets, they can just uh, go to the Factory Theatre website. Uh, yep. the, the ticket, the ticket tech allocation sold out, so don't go to ticket tech. Even though the advertisement says that, um, people are coming back to me and saying it's telling me it's sold out. It's not. Oh, just okay. go to the go to the factory theatre yep. uh, website and then just scroll down. You'll see the Gary Moore, the Les Paul advertising, and you can you can go in there and grab your tickets. Sixty nine bucks. I think it's pretty good value for a uh, you know, three hour show with the you know, the who's who of Australian guitar talent. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's, that's a great bargain. Great singers and, and musos, Yep. Yeah, fantastic. Cool. Well, Michael, yeah. um, that's that's brilliant. Have um, uh, Obviously, this is in the forefront of your mind. Um, if this goes well, I mean, it sounds like it already has gone brilliantly. Are there any plans for any other perhaps similar shows coming up? Uh, you mean Gary Moore related or...? Yeah, or any other kind of you know, sort of guitar-based. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm throwing ideas around. I've, I've been bouncing off the guys and um, uh, even the fact that... Uh, Someone brought, I think it was Peter Norcade, brought to my attention. He goes even to have one with, um, like, celebrating a couple of different guitar players. Mm-hmm. So instead of just sticking it to the one theme all yeah, night, right, so that's, cool. some, that's something you could uh, I could throw out there. Um, yeah, the, the mind's always, like I said, this thing's up and running now, and I'm getting it uh, starting to get to the business end. So I'm already throwing ideas around. But yeah, there'll be more, there'll be more yeah, under cool. the Storm Frontiering banner. Um, I'm actually talking to two overseas acts as well, guitar bass, which, yeah. Can't disclose yet, but uh, yeah, sure. that'll be that'll be really uh, some, well, definitely 2017. Just trying to find a window opportunity for because they're so busy as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, plenty of things to look forward to. Definitely. Great, mate. Well, Michael, all the very best for the show. It looks absolutely fantastic. As you mentioned, it's definitely the some of the greatest guitar players uh, working in Australia right now for sure. Um, and paying tribute to an amazing. Guitar player, a guitar player's guitar player, I'd say Gary Moore. So, Michael, yeah, all the best for the show, and um, yeah, definitely if you're if you're in the Sydney area, or if you can get there October the sixth, make sure, um, yeah, listeners, you get check out the Factory Theatre for your tickets, and um, yeah, it seems like a great yep. thing. There'll be My- tickets available at the door. Tickets available at the door as well. So hopefully, if it's not sold out, so you can get tickets on the night if you still um and are about it. So if you're last minute change your mind, yet just rock up, man. We'll get you in. Fantastic. Well, mate, thanks so much, Michael. Great to meet you. And, um, yeah, thanks for being on the Guitar Speak podcast. No problem. My pleasure. Cheers. Thanks, mate. So there you go. That's the uh, multi-talented, multitasking Michael Katselos. Great guitar player, uh, but also organising the gig and, and promoting it. And he obviously has the runs on the board, bringing bands like um, Toto to Australia. So, uh, yeah, this gig looks to be fantastic. So as I mentioned at the start of the show, I got to also talk to um, two of the other featured guitarists, Chris Kimzalis and our old friend Peter Northcote. So when I, uh, when I spoke to Chris, I started off by asking him if he'd listened to much Gary Moore as he was growing up. Yeah, I, I did, actually. Um, more the 80s Gary Moore. Like, I did get into the blues side of when he really still got the blues, but yeah. my, um, the album that I really wore out was the Run For Cover album. Okay, yep. Where he had collaborations with Glenn Hughes and uh, Phil Linnett and uh, I don't know if you remember Out in the Fields. The, there was a track called Out in the Fields which was oh, yeah, playing yeah. on, um, I saw it on, uh, I think it was music video back in the 80s. Okay, yep. You know, and, and there's this classic scene where they 
put a camera at the end of the headstock, where, and it looks down the neck when Gary's playing. Oh, awesome. Uh, it, yeah, and that was like, you know, seeing that, you're like, oh, my God, real inspirational. <laughs> That's <laughs> so I cool. Up to play. Very yeah. cool. So um, that's funny. Michael um, Katzelis was saying the same thing. That was the song that, that grabbed his attention as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was huge at the time. Cool, man. And that's, yeah, when you say 80s, that was more his hard rock sort of metal yeah, kind of so, Yeah, it was more the rock stuff, you know, and he was burning. And you could still hear at that at that time, you could hear that blues phrasing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he had that going on always, but he was just a, you know, it was like he was on just wanted to rip your head off. That's what I loved <laughs> about him too, you know. Yep. It's like head first. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. That, yeah. Cool. So do you, um, have you brought any of that kind of influence into your own playing? Um, I, I guess it's there a little bit, but recently since this show's come up, I've gone back to listening to that particular album. Mm-hmm. And um, and it has it has done something. Re-listening has you know it's inspired me to look at the way I play. You know, um, uh, just the intent behind. You know, just like I said before, he's just he didn't um, he didn't sort of um, it, when Gary was on stage. It was just basically you're going to get him just smashing your face in, you know? Uh-huh. And, like, he didn't sort of, um, what's the word? He didn't sway from his thing, you know? He was very confident, and I think that's what I'm picking up from hearing it again, you know? Yeah, cool. It just gives you, a, you know, a bit of a kick, you know? Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, but 100% conviction and oh, yeah, just goes yeah. at it. You know, but all the greats are like that. Like they, they, um, they're, you know, on their own road. They don't sway. They're not, you know, um, I can't find the word, <laughs> but um, they just do their thing, you know, yeah, yeah. and they don't really worry about what everyone else is doing or, uh, you know, if there's critics and that. They don't change what they do. They just, I think that's what makes them so great. You know, yeah. Like, Gary, like all of them, Steve Vai and Ingvay Malmsteen and mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen, you know, they're pretty stubborn players, <laughs> you know. That's what makes them great, you know, they're on their own path. Yeah, cool. That's a really cool way to look at it, definitely. Mm. And um, so how did you come to get involved in um, in this gig with uh, that Michael's putting together? I, um, I met Michael when I was about, uh, I was, yeah, I was 17, actually. Okay. <laughs> This is a funny story, actually, because um, there was back then that they had this um, guitar competition, Australia-wide guitar comp that happened, the Rebel Yell Guitar Challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Michael mentioned that. And I that met him. Yeah, yeah we, we were both in the final. Oh, you know? awesome, awesome. And it got televised, and you know, so that's where I first met Michael. You know, cool. And he was a Gary Moore fan from back then. Like I remember him. He. Um, at the final, his choice of song was Once in a Lifetime. Okay. And that was from that Run for Cover album. Yeah, yeah right. It's pretty cool. Nice, man. What was your song? What did you choose? I did a, uh, like, I I tried to do something everyone knew at the time. Um, mm-hmm. It was a Noiseworks song yep. called um, Simple Man. 
So, okay, and I yep, just opened yep, it up a little bit in the middle for the solo. Ah, uh, cool, man. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. It was cool. I was right into the Australian music scene too, you know. Yeah, cool. At that time, everything that was going on. Okay, cool. Yeah. And that's how you met Michael. That's great. And um, yeah. And how about for this gig then? So I guess, I guess if you got that connection, you, you're one of the guys. Yeah, I guess he thought of me, yeah, you know, from that connection, really. Yeah, awesome. And, you know, I, yeah, from that and, like, I've always been doing things along the way um, you know, that people might know me for, like, you know, the TV stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the Idol stuff, The Voice and yep. Richard Clapton. Like, uh, Richard Clapton was a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the Tino Arena gig, I was with her for years. Yeah, yeah. unreal. And you're, you're so, just telling me actually off air that um, you, you were tracking some new Shannon Knoll stuff today. Yeah, so I just came out of the studio and just put some guitars down for a new tune. They're doing a rock version of one of his songs. Great. A new song that's about to come out, yeah, so I put down uh, guitars for that. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Now, um, I know um, there's so many great guitar players on this gig, some of from some of Australia's greatest rock and, and blues players, including mm. yourself. Um, now, I know Michael wants to keep the songs a bit of a surprise as to who's playing what, so I won't, I won't press you for song names or anything, but... Um, <laughs> When the gig came up, did you did you have any songs? Did you try and uh, grab any songs? I had. I I, I um, as soon as it came up, I mentioned one song that's going to be played on the night that I can't <laughs> yes. say what it is. <laughs> but um, Dave Leslie took it first. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh god, yeah. And it's uh, you know, it's a killer tune yeah. that you'll. See Dave play yeah, awesome. <laughs> on the night, but um, I ended He'll up probably um, go okay. Yeah, He'll I, probably I, do it all right. Whatever. Oh, it is. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a massive fan of Dave's anyway. You know, yeah, cool. from the baby animal. You know. Yeah, awesome. But um, yeah, I my thing. I, I've I've got one coming from his rock era, mm-hmm. and yeah. and one of the blues ones too. Yeah, so. cool, awesome. So, and um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. And and I'm also um I'm gonna try uh I'm gonna sing him too. I'm gonna sing my own uh, performances. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we've heard that you sing so, on this gig, so that's cool. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, one of the tunes is scary. I've got to be in shape for it. Okay. The full-on rock-out tune that I'm gonna do yeah. is um, Gary sings really high in it, and it's, you know, <laughs> it just sort of you got to be hydrated and yeah, right. You know, yeah, it's a bit scary. So hopefully, I don't um, start splatting all over the place <laughs> I vocally. I reckon you'll smash it now. Um, <laughs> cool man hey we won't we won't keep much longer then um, we really appreciate your time um, we know you've been oh, sessioning no and you're trying to grab some lunch now so I do appreciate it yeah. and you're um, but you and I we've been we've been chatting online at least about having you on the show when you um, I think you've got some solo stuff you're putting together how's um, how's all that yeah. stuff going it's um, it's it's towards uh, the end of mixing yep cool. I've just got to get my mate back in the studio who's um, uh, helping me produce it Okay, um, cool. So we just got to finish the last track mixing and then um, and uh, get it out there, you know. Yeah, just right. Just put it out. So yeah, cool. But um, it's it's pretty much you know rock like melodic rock with some big guitar solos here and there. Awesome. And awesome. I had to put in some of that, you know. Yeah, for sure. With, uh, for sure. With my background. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. That's great. So, um, yeah, yeah, so we're looking forward to getting you on, back on the podcast and um, we'll talk about all your stuff 
Um, oh, me too, mate. Yeah. I look forward to it. Cheers, man. But hey, yeah. thanks, thanks for chatting to us today. And yeah, we definitely look forward to meeting up at the gig and and uh, hearing your stuff. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Chris. And uh, see you on the night. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> thanks, Matt. Cheers. All right, I'm here with Peter Northcott, who is also on the Gary Moore Remembered Gig. How are you doing, Peter? Pretty good, thank you, mate. Just uh, changing pickups in my cut list for custom as we speak. So uh, uh, I'm doing um, – who says men can't um, multitask? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Don't burn yourself with that solder. Hey, um, nice. No, now, no, that's all right. Get to that later. Cool. Now, is the Les Paul, is this custom, is this your new one? Did you get a new? Uh... Well, I've, I've got a couple of new ones lately. I've got a, <laughs> I got a, a white one, yep. which is what I'm um, playing with at the moment. I've just had it refretted by Frank Rabisa. Awesome, yep. So I'm, um, uh, you know, changing pickups and doing all that sort of stuff. I'm just going to play around with some ideas at the moment, but yeah. Nice. Good stuff, man. Always good. It's always good to follow your ever-growing guitar collection. <laughs> hey, um, well, I counted 67 the other day. Wow. Well, when we spoke to you back um, in the the interview we did with you um, a couple of months ago, I think we're up to 60. So that's good. That's good growth. Yeah. Keep it up. Yeah, it's good. Slow, slow but steady. You know, <laughs> What's this is the, these are the wonders. These are the wonders of not being married or having children. There you go, man. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, so you're on this Gary Moore gig. Did you listen to much Gary Moore uh, back in the day? You know, to be honest with you, no. The answer is simply no. Uh -huh. I never. You know, when Gary Moore was big, I guess I was into. Uh, I was getting more into Frank Zappa and. Um, uh, you know, some other things, Genesis and, and yes, and all that sort of stuff. And I think that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting checking out what he did now at this stage of my life, because it's, you know, he has a distinct technique mm -hmm. and it's been interesting. You know, I've been trying to not so much learn the licks, but at least, uh, do justice to what he's, what he's done, you know? Yeah, right. And uh, it's interesting because I like, I'm playing Parisian walkways. And I don't know that, but it's like, a it's like, um, still got the blues basically. Yeah, very it's similar. Like, yes. Yes. Very similar. And so what I'm doing is, I mean, like, you know, I've checked out the way he plays it online Yeah. and, and he plays it a certain, in a certain position, or a certain bunch of positions and in a certain, um, places, but I've just gone, look, that's not the way I play. So I, I've just I've just figured it out the best way that I've figured out, and I you know I seem to kind of try and see where the chords are, yeah, and uh, my little positions within those chord shapes. So um, he's a bit more linear, you know, whereas I'm kind of in I guess in more positions rather than you know working on just one string. Okay, yeah. Uh, so so it's interesting doing that sort of stuff, you know, getting an idea of how he. Uh, he played things. Yeah, cool. Uh, and then, you know, by the same token, I'm not going to I'm not going to recreate exactly what he did. I'm not going to learn every lick because that's just not what I do. Yeah. And I think that that's what is required for a gig like this is to be able to play. Uh, Peter Northcat does, you know, and and um, and uh, everybody else does. Gary Moore. That's it. Yeah, you know. Well, man, there's so many great guitar players on the gig. If you just wanted to hear the songs note for note, you'd get one guy who had spent his that's life right. playing that stuff. That's um, right. Yeah, yeah cool. that's right. So it looks awesome. Um, actually, you know what? I was going to – I think 
I think I've we've let the cat out of the bag a little bit. I think Michael's trying to keep it under wraps. Who's playing what? But it's too late now because you've told me one song. So, um, oh, no, <laughs> don't right. tell me the other one. All right, I won't tell you that I'm doing. Ah, uh, oh, no, I won't tell you. All right, I'd, I'd be happy to, but you know. Um, awesome, man. Hey, what, what guitar are you going to use for this? Because um... Well, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm going to take a couple along. I'll obviously use Les Pauls. Yeah. And I've got the custom and I've got a, a really, one of my favourite Les Pauls. I mean, I think I've got, what have I got? One, two, three, four, five. Uh, I'm looking around the room. Six. Oh, I've got about seven or eight Les Pauls. And I think that I'm going to use... The I've got a, a, a 2005, I think it is, what they call a faded series. Okay. Yep. And it's, it's chambered a bit, and that's just a great – and I use that on the um, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, uh, okay. yep. uh, Deep Purple show that I do. Yep. And that, that really is a great guitar. So I'll probably use that. Yep. And if I use something else, I'll either use my black Les Paul Custom or my white Les Paul Custom. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. And I guess I'll do that. I'll figure that out on the day. I might use the one guitar. I don't know. Yeah, right. Cool. Cool. And you're, um, you're singing as well? Yeah, bad luck, eh? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Well, uh, the the one song that I'm doing, uh, there's not many lyrics in it, and okay. then there's another one that has a lot more lyrics in it. But yeah, uh, yeah I'll see how I go. I'm pretty rotten at learning lyrics too, you know. I I, <laughs> I struggle with that. No, I, I can see the old iPad coming out. I mean, I'm going to try and learn them so that I don't have to read. But um, yeah, sure. it's difficult, you know. Oh, I have sure. enough problems playing guitar, <laughs> let alone trying to sing and remember lyrics, you know. I reckon you do okay, but yeah, fair enough. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> cool, and um, so the backing band, we've got Boydie and um, and Griff. I don't know if you know those guys in the rhythm section. And um, is that Steve Boyd? Uh, Tony Boyd. Tony Boyd. Tony Boyd. Oh yeah, I love Tony. He's amazing. <laughs> awesome. Oh, this is good because I don't know. I don't even know who's playing in the band. Oh, okay. Oh, I can tell you. Yeah, uh, Griff's on bass. Greg Griffiths. Yeah, great. Who's awesome, a lot of fun and really great player. Yeah. Um, and keys, I think it's Borsch, I think Michael is saying today. Right. So. Um, On keys. Yeah, yeah. And a couple of singers which you know, um, Mark DaCosta and yeah. is it Virginia on vocals too? I Virginia think. Lily, yeah. yeah. Well, well um, Michael asked me who to, who to get and I said, just get these guys. Yeah, awesome. You know, they are the best. They're great. Um, I was saying to, um, I mean, there's so many great rock singers, <laughs> but I was saying, yeah, Mark DaCosta is one of the best rock rock guys in australia i'd say oh yeah oh yeah he's amazing man i love him and oh, I, haven't, I haven't heard heaps of virginia although i know she works with you a lot but um what yeah. i've heard she's unreal as well oh she's she's a freak cool yeah well man it should be an amazing gig thanks um thanks for chatting to us about it you're one of our you're one of our favorite past guests on the show here so um uh, good on you mate yeah no it's nice going to be a great you, night I, I, I don't know whether it's uh, sold out or not but it's been pretty sold pretty well yeah, I, um, Michael was saying there's a few tickets left. Um, yep. So, yeah, we're definitely encouraging anyone in Sydney to get down there. But, um, but yeah, it's done right. really well, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. It says a lot about the guitar community. and um, Absolutely, yeah. The lead up to it. Yeah. Good cool. on you, Matt. Well, thank well, you. Um, you know, there's, uh, well, I can't, don't know what else I can tell you because I can't tell you the names I of know, the songs. It's awkward, it is isn't a secret. It? It's awkward now. But um, the, all the players are going to be great, as, as always. Absolutely, you know? yeah. 
Should be cool. Um, will we see you down there? Yeah, hopefully. I'm planning to get there. So um, good. I'm looking forward to it very, very much. Good on you, mate. All right. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for chatting and um, My good luck pleasure. with soldering. Yeah, thank you. I'm just about to start. <laughs> yeah, nice. I've been doing a bunch of uh, live uh, live Facebook feeds lately. Yeah, I've seen. And they're doing really well. So, so oh, people great. want to, people want to hook up with me on um, on my Facebook site. Please do, and I'll I'll start doing some more regular. At least I do one at least one a week. So excellent. Good on you, mate. Good on you, man. All right. Well, we'll chat again soon. Hey. Thanks a lot, Matt. Thanks, mate. See you, buddy. Bye now. Bye. All right, Gary Moore remembered at the Factory Theatre in Marrickville in Sydney, Australia, October the 6th, 2016. There are still some tickets, um, and to get those, go direct to the Factory Theatre. Don't go to Ticket Tech, uh, but just to the Factory, and they'll, they'll hook you up there. My thanks to Michael Katselos, Chris Gonzalez, Peter Northcott, and Michael Dolce for, uh, for today's episode. Now remember to check out um, our competition with Michael Dolce um, at Guitar Speak Podcast on Facebook or Michael Dolce Music on Facebook. Uh, You'll find all the details at both of those places. All right, so remember you can get plenty more Guitar Speak Podcast. Uh, You can dig through our back episodes with artists like Bob Spencer, who was in the Angels and Skyhooks doing solo work now. Uh, Gretchen Men spoke to her last week. She's a fantastic guitar player. So good. Uh, Sarah Lipstate, Novella, the, the ambient noise maker. She's cool. We had a, we had a good interview with her. Uh, Brett Kingman, um, ProGuitar.com, and he's got his own amazing page. Tours with James Rain all the time. So many good players and so many more interviews besides those as well. So, yeah, dig into our back episodes. You can find us on iTunes or Stitcher or guitarspeakpodcast.libsyn.com. That's like our home sort of page. We're also on, as I've already mentioned, Facebook and the Instagrams. So like us, follow us, subscribe to us, whatever you need to do to keep up to date with all the happenings here and hey if you're enjoying the episodes um, please share them around your own social networks that's really helpful for us getting uh, getting the episodes out there and the word out alright well hey thanks again for joining us um, again it's a great thrill to present these interviews to you and know that people all around the world are tuning in so uh, yeah have a great day go play some guitar and uh, until next time my name's Matt Wakeling and this is the Guitar Speak Podcast bye now <laughs>